Welcome to the Evolve Mindset. My name is Chelsea Browse, but most know me online as Chelsbra. I'm an awakening mentor and somatic sexologist who's passionate about the continuous evolution of consciousness. If you're looking to evolve your sex life, career, relationships, finances, or health, then it begins with your mindset and this podcast is for you. My goal is to use this container to provide the tools, knowledge, and insights to further your potential and evolution. I know we're going to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pressing play and let's evolve. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for joining me today in this episode. Um, I want to thank you and I honor you for being here with me. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to be chatting with a sissy. Yeah, me too. Oh, I love you. Well, um, for anyone that doesn't know who Sarah Beck is, can you please introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. I'm Sarah. I'm a somatic sexologist based in Boulder, Colorado. And what I love to do is I just thrive and I'm so passionate about um, helping people get back into their body and feel the fullness of what's alive for them. And yeah, I'm excited to chat here today about all the things, sex, queerness, Mm -hmm. and whatever feels alive for us. Mm, That is so beautiful. And you already touched on something that I have been dying to dive deeper in with you, and that's queerness. So (laughs) I'm going to ask there, Sarah, um, when I originally met you, which was well long ago, just over six months ago now, um, we originally met each other through an institute and um, you were fully identifying as being queer. Um, Some things have changed, but I would love for you to speak to your life as a queer woman and what's changed for you. Yeah, wow. I felt like coming into the sexuality space just felt really edgy for me and like mm-hmm. kind of uncomfortable. Like there was a point in the beginning of the journey where I felt so vulnerable being like I'm a queer woman going into like a woman's sexuality, sensuality container. Mm-hmm. And at that time I like really felt strongly of like diving deeper and like expressing myself more masculinely um yeah and that was like the same time that like I shaved my head so there's definitely this identity going on that I felt at one point that I never had the chance to explore or be in just because for most of my life I had very much presented as this femme as this femme woman and I just was sick of being seen as that Mm. so going to this into the sexuality space was so edgy because I was just like oh well is this gonna like be okay like am I gonna be accepted as a queer person and like what does this mean for me and who I am like it felt really it felt really um I felt really unsure of what it all meant because I was like oh well I'm gonna go into like more of this male presenting queer identity so what does this mean about me and what are Mm. other people going to think this means about me (laughs) yeah Mm. So at what point do you feel that masculine identity or even what triggered that masculine identity to um, shift? I feel like it's still there for me, but now I'm not so polarized in it. Mm. So like, I think that's, that's the... Maybe like kind of the hang up that I see 
and people being queer of just like this presenting piece and the polarizing piece of like, I have to identify this way. So then this means this about me. Mm -hmm. But for me, I felt like, okay, like I can totally identify any way I want. And now I just see it as this like really, um, it's more fluid for me. Like I'm not so caught up in that anymore. And, um, and, and I'm still like really excited to like continue to explore this for myself. Cause I honestly feel like I have just begun and it definitely, um, maybe shifted a little bit for me when I started dating a male again, mm-hmm. because for the last three and a half years of my life, I was engaged to a woman and just like really, just really in like lesbian gay culture. So mm-hmm. it just felt so interesting to be like, is this okay that I am like, want to be masculine? And then like, and then it's, it's just funny because like my boyfriend has like long, like <laughs> luscious hair and I'm mm-hmm. more of like the butch. So like, it just kind of works. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. So I'm, I'm enjoying figuring it out. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I, I keep like thinking about the pieces we're talking about, like the masculine. Um, now, when you mentioned that and you showed yourself in a masculine way, maybe like you had this more of a masculine identity. Um, can you expand on like what you mean by masculine? So masculine for me and my identity pretty much is how like I present physically and maybe sexually how I am in the bedroom, like with my partner Mm -hmm. actually, Mm -hmm. um, So physically in my masculinity, like I really kind of like to like present way more like androgynous. So people um, kind of feel more confused by me because like maybe I'm more gender neutral to like the civilian on the street, but like I'm presenting more masculine for myself. And yeah, in the bedroom, it just like looks like me being more dominant. I feel like in my relationships, like especially with women, I typically would take like the submissive receiving role more than like the dominant give it to you top um, position, essentially. Mm -hmm. So it's funny that um, it's funny to me that like, I feel more comfortable like being in my masculine energy, like around a male hmm. like that part of me just like really like turned online when I started um dating my partner and I feel really thankful for that because there was a point where I felt like I was so unintegrated in my feminine of being like just like really in my feels all the time like not having any boundaries not really like doing any work towards my goals so just like even be able to like flow and kind of present myself like that and like do the do has really I feel like made me a more integrated person Mm, that's awesome now for anyone that's listening um what can you share with them that actually helped you shift like so you meant so so what it sounds like there's a point where you had this very strong feminine energy present Um, and you're speaking of it being unintegrated and now you have this other piece of this masculine energy that's, that's being a little bit more present, but everything seems to be more integrated. Um, so that being said, like, can you share with the listeners, like, like at what point did that all become integrated and what did you do? It actually came about like when I left my when I left my ex-fiance because what I noticed with her is I actually became at one point super resentful in our relationship just because you know she so boldly is in herself and is so confident into who she is as a person and as especially like a gay woman 
that yeah it was a point like I said it became like a resentment and then when I had space and we split up I saw it as um, a real expander for me and to be around other queer women who embraced their femininity but also um you know could express themselves any way they wanted to and that didn't mean anything about their feminine energy and yeah I'm always like super thankful to that and it just really was an identity shift or not even like an identity shift but giving myself just like a little bit more freedom in the way that I want to present to the world um and I got that piece for being around other people who felt really okay in their sexuality Mm. so that just I feel so grateful yeah totally um I see you like I'm, I'm hearing that you're bringing up this um identity piece quite a few times and I feel like anyone can relate to this because for me I like to well not that I like to but it's it's pretty apparent that identity is really associated with our ego yeah um yeah so that being said like these these pieces that you associated when you became a queer woman um how do you think that like really affected your ego and like what identities did you feel like you had to really like let go of in order for these other pieces to be integrated? Ooh, I feel like a lot of it was letting go of what other people thought of me and just knowing that like, if I do make this shift, like, of course people are going to notice. And like, that's like the whole coming out thing. Like when you just like come out as a queer person, it's like this big fucking occasion. And yeah. Um, I don't know. And for me, like I have to like, and I'm still working through like a tre- tremendous amount of like homophobia, like to be mm. fucking really honest here, because it's like, we've just been so ingrained for so long to like hate ourselves if we're queer. Yeah. So it really was, um, yeah, letting go pretty much of like what, what and who like my parents and specifically like my mother, who she wanted me to be. And even when I told her and I had this like huge kind of like activation in my sexuality to happen the same time, like, you know, I called her, I'm like, listen, like, I really feel like I just like want to be more male presenting at the time. And just so you know, this is happening. So like, if I look different, like next time you see me, like, Mm -hmm this is what's happening. Like, I didn't want it to be like shocking. And at the same time, like knowing that I'm giving people a lot of grace when it's observed that we have to have these conversations, but like, here we are too. And, you know, that was not received in the greatest way. So I feel like it just was for me of like, getting deeper into who I was and like fully accepting these identity pieces and playing in that like ego or not like Mm -hmm. mm. totally wow I felt a lot of that pretty deep um the one thing that's coming to me right now is that big ordeal that coming out is um I've never personally experienced that, but like just watching like movies and like um, reading books and just like seeing my own friends experience having to come out. When you actually really reflect on it, doesn't that just seem so silly that you actually have to come out and announce that, hey, I'm into the same sex or hey, these are the kind of people that I want to fuck. Like it just seems so silly to me. Yeah, it just, it's where we are, I guess. And like, for me, it was really scary. Like my mom stopped talking to me for like six months and, Mm. and it honestly like became worse when I started dating a man again, because Mm. there's so much stigma, like even in the gay community of like people being bisexual And like, do I identify as bisexual? Um, No, I don't. Like I identify probably as like queer or pan or whatever kind of label you want to put on it. But um, 
yeah, it was extremely hard. And like, I was like completely resistant to that in myself. Like it constantly like felt uncomfortable. And in the beginning, like I wanted to look like as normal as possible because like I was with someone Mm -hmm. who was like drawing a lot of attention to us because she presented like very masculinely and yeah it's just really funny of like it's not funny at all like trans people and like queer people are like marginalized and yeah it's not always safe for queer people to exist I agree with that Mm -hmm. and it's it's so unfortunate because again like it like I something that keeps pulling through me is the fact that we have to for one share who we're sleeping with or even just like having to like explain to people who we want to sleep with it just it seems so backwards like there's like this our sexuality it's it's so unique and it's only meant for ourselves really so it's like why why do we have to identify as anything why why do we have to come out and explain to our mother our father um our friends the the people that we spend our day to day with whatever whoever and let them know that hey this is what i what i like but we're never going to actually participate together but i just want to let you know this is what i do in my bedroom like like to me it just seems so strange that we have to feel like we have to identify in this certain way to to the media to to public to our society when at the same time we're we're told to like hide it but at the same time yeah. we have to announce what we're doing so it's just it really makes me laugh when we really think about it and then on top of that the amount of pain that gets associated with when we actually have that pressure to announce it and then we get shame for it yeah like uh, I honestly feel like I've been constantly coming out for like three years if it's like Mm. you're not coming out with your sexuality then it's like you're coming out because you're a fucking psychic went through that whole thing and then it's like oh well now you're coming out again because you changed your relating style that's like Mm kind of edgy and abnormal Mm -hmm. for like the rest of the world but it just is like so natural and you know my own evolution and the way that I'm growing and evolving Mm-hmm. that it's just like oh my life is just gonna be like coming out of the closet like every six months <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah like I feel like these are like normal evolutionary periods that we all go through but there's there's this like secrecy that we're forced to have with it yeah it's honestly it just it feels worse you know like um so loud edit Okay. (laughs) It feels like now I feel like I'm in another layer of like the open relating thing. And there just is so much like coming alive with that. And it's a different world that like I have absolutely no clue about because like I essentially know you know, only a handful of people that are doing it and we're kind of like all on the same level, but like there's still stigma around that because there like are so many like preconceived ideas of like what that means, you know, another deconditioning piece that you have to like shovel off your sexuality and your eros and like Mm -hmm. it, it all is deconditioning and it's a part of it. And I feel like I just wish that we could all just be in it for what it is instead of like having just like so much shame around it. Like it's the shame that it's like, that makes it hard. Yeah. The shame of being different. Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) And like, we don't want to be different and like, and even like in the queer community when I first came out and I'm sure a lot of your listeners maybe that who are queer like could relate to this Mm -hmm. um 
I was told essentially by other queer people that I wasn't queer enough, that there's like Mm. no way that I could be, you know, at the time when I first started seeing my ex-fiance, I had like a plane ticket book to see a guy. But then, you know, we had our first kiss and I really just like wanted to see where it would go with her. And I did that and just being told like, oh, like you're not queer enough into, you know, a community that's supposed to be like um, accepting, there's just still a lot of oppression. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's just like, you can't, like you can't fucking win. Um, Yeah, you're never gonna like fucking please anyone ever. Like it doesn't (laughs) matter. Yeah, and then actually what what came to my mind there for a second is like that unintegrated piece that you mentioned before, um, which really just makes it ring true to, and I don't mean to label anyone because that's not what I'm here for. It's not what any of us are here for. We're not labeling anyone, just an observation. And it sounds like you've been through it yourself, having that unintegrated feminine and masculine. And it's like when you over-identify yourself with one piece, there's so much more you're just completely shutting out from. Yeah, and I feel like that um, that happens because it was like initially like the queerness or like the identity was so shut out, but then you like overly identify with it. And then it still becomes like polarizing and you're kind of like, yeah, like you're saying, shutting out the rest of who you are and your wholeness. Yeah. And maybe that's not true for, for everyone, but for me, that's like kind of how I felt like I was like flip-flopping and playing and polarizing. And then I wasn't being unsure about it and just like going through the waves, the fucking waves. (laughs) the ways of life (laughs) oh yeah totally and then mm, it just makes me think of like the labeling we like to place on ourselves and and obviously there's a lot of identity with this but like actually labeling us and then let's say for example queer we label ourselves as queer and now that's the label we feel like we have to or i guess the identity that we have to like live with and we stay with and we don't realize that as we grow and as we just pursue any type of growth in our life, things will change. Mm-hmm. Evolution is bound to happen. But we get so attached to that piece that we first started with. And I feel like that just brings so much suffering. Yeah. And I feel like what's happening now is like, even in queer community, it's like, people are really understanding like this gender fluidity that's happening, that it's like really giving people um, this range on the gender identity spectrum to really just like float in who they want to be. And for like a lot of people, it's more than just like being like, oh, like I'm not on the box of like male or female, like my identity is like over here and it's not even to be the boxes of male and female it's like completely separate this is it gives like more power to the individual to be like Mm -hmm. this is what it means for me and um yeah and holding people I guess like that don't know about that stuff like more accountable to just like being curious as to like really inquiring about someone's identity instead of you know just having the the labels and it's like it matters and it doesn't (laughs) yeah it matters and it doesn't I completely agree with that. Um, and that now that you mentioned like pretty much like non-binaries is, is what I'm hearing from you. Um, I personally identify as a woman, um, but I fully understand this concept of not wanting to identify with either. And I fully respect that. And I also think it's really beautiful and liberating because like, who are you, let's say this pretend I identify as non-binary, who are you to tell me how I should identify as this is how I feel internally like I just I don't fit in this box that you're placing me in Mm -hmm. and yeah I I find that just super beautiful 
Um, and then it, it's, it's, I find it super interesting when someone is questioning that and they're just very stuck in this, like, oh, no, no, this is how you look. So this is how you should be. This is how I perceive you. So this, mm-hmm. is, this is the identity that you should have. Mm-hmm. I just find it um, interesting to, to watch that unfold. I'm just curious, um, just because you mentioned, like, you had a conversation with your mother and you told her that you are going to start looking a certain way or, or she might see you looking a certain way. Um, if you felt, like that type of um that type of projection on you where someone is possibly putting you in a box that you don't want to be in yeah when i said that to her her response was essentially like okay well please do not tell me you want a sex change Mm. like i got met with that and then i'm just like okay like I didn't even like honestly like know how to respond to that and like that's where where people are and it's just like with the whole non-binary thing I feel like it's a really just a great opportunity for people to further just like be curious of like you don't know yeah like that okay that you don't know and like Mm -hmm. are you okay to like ask and be wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) like yeah and like and it's really um I felt like when I was encountered with a friend who first changed their pronouns like it was really hard to like wrap you know my head around it and there was like a lot of error and like mix up and it was like being met with um you know a boundary of being like hey like I really like know that it's hard because I identified as she her for like you know, 30 years of my life. And now that it's like drastically different, I'm going to give you grace, but also like, I, I want you to keep trying. Mm. And yeah, it's just, it's an interesting, it's an interesting piece to explore and just like to respect people on, I think. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It is a huge respect thing, I would think. Um, something that's coming through now is, and I don't mean like, this is probably going to come off the wrong way. And I just, I hope people can be, have an open mind to what I'm about to say. Um, I find that the, the pronouns, um, it's like when we, we place those pronouns and we like are enforcing it or we're just like speaking to it. It's like, why? why why do we feel the need to have that pronoun Mm -hmm. um so for me like when I see someone go from she or he or they or however they choose to identify I personally I'm not relating to them any differently Mm -hmm. even if I was attracted to them in some kind of way the relation to me there's no change of course, that's not for everyone. Some people can be quite confused or it'll trigger something in them, some kind of a homophobia possibly or a control type deal. Um, something obviously with their own identity and their perception on things. Um, but yeah, for me personally, it's never made a difference. Like I, I've actually had people um, go from she to they Mm -hmm. that I've known and the only thing that confused me about it was actually like when I spoke just because like that was how I normally spoke but like for them physically it made zero difference to me so I just always found it so like even if someone called me a he or a they there's like a there's still that identity piece to it yeah they, like there's still this identity that they're trying to assert mm-hmm. and like when I'm thinking of identity when I'm thinking of like this is how I want you to perceive me it's like well why is it you you want someone to perceive you in a certain way like have you ever um took that time to like really like in like do a little bit of introspective awareness why do you feel you need to relate differently or why is it you need you feel you need to have someone relate to you in a specific way 
yeah yeah I like oh my gosh that's like such a rabbit hole and Mm. I yeah don't have any answers because like I've never felt that way and like yeah yeah, and with that identity piece it's like well people are doing it for a reason and like probably just like standing in their truth as they know it Mm. um And then part of the conversation being like, well, this is a conversation because like people aren't okay with it. So it's like, well, why aren't people okay with it either? Yeah, exactly. That's so yeah. true. It's like, it's a, it, what, what was it you said a second ago? It's like the paradox thing. Yeah, it is a paradox. It's like, well, yeah. it's like why, like on both ends of like, why aren't the person like presenting like that? okay and then why is, aren't the people like receiving with it not okay with it yeah exactly when it all just is <laughs> yeah yeah it like yeah it is it's just I I love the idea of the paradox because like it leaves you know like no room for like spiritual bypass of just like we are like at the end of the day, like we are dealing like with real people, with real feelings, with like a real um, human experience and want to identify just as the way that feels truest to them. Mm-hmm. And like that's somehow like that's hard for people who can't uh, accept it. And yeah, because we're like breaking out of molds and just of like stereotypical like hetero culture when mm-hmm. it's like we can make it whatever we want. Yes. Yes, also, that's like exist. Yeah, and that's like the beauty, right? Like this is our life. We are the creator. We can be who we want. We can say who we want to be. We, we we can the creatrix <laughs> yes totally and I think like when I came into my queerness it just like opened up the door to that and it felt mm. really liberating in any way of like oh like I don't just like have to date men like now I can like date women and I can date men and that's fine too. And I don't have to like box myself in or look like this to like get approval or like be loved. It's just however you want to express yourself. Mm, yeah. Rainbow baby. <laughs> yes, exactly. The rainbows. <laughs> Honestly, like being a queer person, like it's still like, I'm just like, I yeah, I don't know everything. And like, I um, ultimately just like want people to really feel accepted. And I also know and have gotten called out many times before by pe- like by trans people that don't mm. like the way that I talk about things. And, and I'm trying to like understand and educate myself more on that of like, how I can be inclusive and just um I don't want to say be inclusive because thinking if that's like authentic to me because that sounds like really like fucking privileged of me to say but that's like also something I'm playing with too of being like like there aren't many inclusive like sexuality spaces and like how can we make this like more queer and gender fluid and like trans inclusive I think that's um important and I feel like I do follow other leaders that are like bringing that to life and it's just like we're figuring it out and basically we have to accept that we're going to be really fucking wrong and like own up to that and know that like we can change and grow and make um, spaces safe for everyone because it needs to be that way and it's not that way. Like I'm like, n- not everywhere is a safe space for everyone. 
absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, and actually that that brings a couple points up for me. Like for anyone that's listening, this is a very um edgy topic. And especially coming from a woman that if you want to put a label on it, I personally do not like labeling myself and I personally do not like labeling anyone. Um so for me even to come out and say, I'm coming out. For me <laughs> for me even to say I am a straight woman and I'm speaking to this triggers people. And I full I'm fully aware of that. But I do also want to share that I'm coming from a place of love and I'm also coming from a place of acceptance. I'm not coming from a place of um woundedness i'm not coming from a place of attacking i'm not coming from a place of calling anyone out um i have my own perspective i have my own um experiences as a sarah like we both you know we both have our own life's perspectives and just like everyone in this on this planet who feels like they want to label or feels like they want to identify as however they feel they want to identify as we all have our own perspectives. There can always be more than one truth. Yes. Something happening. And that's the thing. That's like where like the non-accepted piece does come in. It's because like other people who don't understand, like cannot accept this as a truth. Well, it's like, yes. um, this is happening. Like people are choosing their identities and like, why do you fucking care? <laughs> exactly and like, and it all exist exactly we we can not only disagree or we can just have a different perspective at the same time on the same thing and that's okay like mm-hmm. you can imagine a car accident um here's the car and on this side there's a witness and on this side there's a witness this side, let's say the, the damage of the cars at the front end, the person standing at the front end is going to see all the damage. But the person at the rear end is going to see a perfectly okay vehicle. They don't see all the damage on the other end of the vehicle. So there's two completely different perspectives seeing two completely different visuals of a vehicle. One okay and one is broken or not broken. I don't want to use the word broken, but one is damaged or there's a car accident. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, same idea for like our perspectives and viewing these topics. There's no attacking. There's no, we're not coming from a place of wanting to hurt. We're coming from a place of love and just from what we see. And yes, it's going to be triggering as fuck. Okay. <laughs> so any of the listeners that are listening to this that are feeling like, oh, did she just say what? You know, like what, whatever you want to like, whatever's triggering you, I invite you to explore that trigger. I invite anyone that is getting a little heated. I invite anyone that's feeling maybe like hurt possibly or whatever it is that's making them feel any type of way to explore that and get curious. Because mm-hmm. in those triggers are golden nuggets to like really your own liberation. Totally. Yeah, wow. I just like... Yeah, like I can only speak to my to my own experience and to my level or lack thereof of of queerness of how I want to identify and yeah, I feel um really grateful to have spoken about my experience because I feel mm. like it's so powerful just to share um you know your story your coming out story and your journey and just like the trials and tribulations that like are so real that like really can tear relationships apart and also just can equally be an opportunity for healing and for people to understand people a little bit deeper Mm, yeah I'm here for exactly we are each other's mirrors right we're here to to reflect something um and yeah I'm deeply honored to be able to share this space to to hear and witness um your journey so thank you for that 
honestly like being a queer person like it's still like there's a lot of backlash yeah I don't know everything and like I um ultimately just like want people to really feel accepted and I also know and have gotten called out many times before by like by trans people that don't Mm. like the way that I talk about things and and I'm trying to like understand and educate myself more on that of like how I can be inclusive and just um I don't want to say be inclusive because thinking if that's like authentic to me because that sounds like really like fucking privileged of me to say but that's like also something I'm playing with too of being like like there aren't many inclusive like sexuality spaces and like how can we make this like more queer and gender fluid and like trans inclusive I think that's um, important and I feel like I do follow other leaders that are like bringing that to life and it's just like we're figuring it out and basically we have to accept that we're going to be really fucking wrong and like own up to that and know that like we can change and grow and make um spaces safe for everyone because it needs to be that way and it's not that way like I'm like not everywhere is a safe space for everyone absolutely not (laughs) yeah and actually that that brings a couple points up for me like for anyone that's listening this is a very um edgy topic and especially coming from a woman that if you want to put a label on it I personally do not like labeling myself and I personally do not like labeling anyone. Um, so for me even to come out and say, <laughs> I'm coming out for me, <laughs> for me even to say I am a straight woman and I'm speaking to this triggers people. And I full, I'm fully aware of that, but I do also want to share that I'm coming from a place of love and I'm also coming from a place of acceptance I'm not coming from a place of um, woundedness. I'm not coming from a place of attacking. I'm not coming from a place of calling anyone out. Um, I have my own perspective. I have my own um, experiences. As a Sarah, like we both, you know, we both have our own life's perspectives. And just like everyone in this on this planet who feels like they want to label or feels like they want to identify as however they feel they want to identify as. We all have our own perspectives. There can always be more than one truth. Yes. Something happening. And that's the thing. That's like where like the non-accepted piece does come in. It's because like other people who don't understand like cannot accept this as a truth. Well, it's like um, this is happening. Like people are choosing their identities and like why do you fucking care (laughs) exactly and like all exist exactly we we can not only disagree or we can just have a different perspective at the same time on the same thing and that's okay like Mm -hmm. you can imagine a car accident um here's the car And on this side, there's a witness. And on this side, there's a witness. This side, let's say the the, the damage of the car is at the front end. The person standing at the front end is going to see all the damage. But the person at the rear end is going to see a perfectly okay vehicle. They don't see all the damage on the other end of the vehicle. So there's two completely different perspectives seeing two completely different visuals of a vehicle. One okay and one is broken or not broken. I don't want to use the word broken, but one is damaged or there's a car accident. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, same idea for like our perspectives and viewing these topics. There's no attacking. There's no, we're not coming from a place of wanting to hurt. We're coming from a place of love and just from what we see. And yes, it's going to be triggering as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so any of the listeners that are listening to this that are feeling like, 
oh, did she just say what? You know, like what, whatever you want to like, whatever's triggering you, I invite you to explore that trigger. I invite anyone that is getting a little heated. I invite anyone that's feeling maybe like hurt possibly or whatever it is that's making them feel any type of way to explore that and get curious. Because mm -hmm. in those triggers are golden nuggets to like really your own liberation. Totally. Yeah, wow. I just like... Yeah, like I can only speak to my to my own experience and to my level or lack thereof of of queerness of how I want to identify and yeah, I feel um really grateful to have spoken about my experience because I feel mm. like it's so powerful just to share um, you know, your story, your coming out story and your journey and just like the trials and tribulations that like are so real that like really can tear relationships apart and also just can equally be an opportunity for healing and for people to understand people a little bit deeper. Mm, like, yeah. That's what I'm here for. Exactly. We are each other's mirrors, right? We're here to, to reflect something um and yeah i'm deeply honored to be able to share this space to to hear and witness um your journey so thank you for that um and it, it's so interesting like with all these labels and everything it just like it's all wrapped around what it's all wrapped around our sexuality it's all wrapped around our sex and our intimacy it's so interesting to like when you really think about it and like really unpack it, how much energetic holds we have around our own sexuality. Mm. Like it's, it's wild. We, we label it. We want to package it. We want to put it on a commercial. We want to do all these things with our sexuality. And yet we can't even speak about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like I found like a lot of, um, yeah, just like a lot of liberation in my queerness. And even before coming out, like I wasn't, I was like into having like sex parties. Like I felt like I was going to like a dildo party, like every weekend, like <laughs> yeah. with my friends. And I felt really open in that. And also just when I did come out as queer, like that was like still really edgy for me of, um, yeah, just like the identity piece that had to happen and also it being like just super liberating and like finding power and like honoring my desires like even more deeply mm. than I was before. Mm. And that felt amazing and it still, and it still does. It's just such a journey of like, this ever this ever unfolding and I'm so fucking here for that my god mm, no kidding like when we finally accept our desires when we finally lean into that pull where those desires were leading us like isn't that empower like, like that's so empowering like the the liberation the expansion um from a moment when we were like hiding it or a moment we were denying it and like pushing it away really yeah wow it's so big like especially yeah just with your sexuality in general it's like your core your core essence so it's like mm. um really finding power in that and like for me I've was felt so liberating be with being with women like it just it helped me blossom in a lot of ways and I'm so thankful for that and I found like so much freedom like with my body and exploring myself more deeply and like what I found pleasurable mm. um it all really came alive and it and it continues to and it's just uh, 
yeah, just thinking that like there are so many people out there that are hindering their desires because they don't feel safe enough or like what that will mean, what that will mean about them is just really sad. And I feel like, yeah, just love and accept who you are and what you feel. Cause that's like your truth. Mm, that's beautiful. Well, I really think that's a beautiful way to end it. Um, I do want to just like ask you one more thing like if for anyone that's listening that may be confused that or maybe they have decided to venture in queer or be labeling themselves as queer or lesbian gay bi lgbtq plus plus yeah. <laughs> anyone that's identifying with any of that or the confusion what would you think what could you, what could you say to someone probably just like find community like mm. find community like on the internet um I know we're kind of like still kind of in lockdown kind of not but just like really find spaces where you can connect with people about this type of stuff because I feel like for me it opened up like a brand new community and that's like what's been so supportive mm, community is so important I'm so happy you brought that up <laughs> well uh, I do want to give you just one more moment here to to take the stage um, I would really love for you Sarah to share with the listeners um, any offers you have outstanding any way to get a hold of you if they're looking to work with you or communicate anything so you can find me on Instagram as at pleasure on purpose. And I am taking one-on-one -on -one clients to further explore your sexuality. If you are a queer identifying person um, or any, you know, gender fluid, non-binary kind of person, like whoever you are, like I'm totally here for exploring what your sexuality can do for you as far as like self-exploration or getting in touch with your body I'm all about that and yeah that's like really all I have going on so far until the other things come <laughs> Beautiful. Um, thank you again so much, Sarah, for joining me on this episode. I appreciate you and I'm so honored. Thanks for having me, Charles. Thank you so much for joining me with today's episode. If you love what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on your listening platform so I can keep the goodness coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, you can interact with me and enjoy daily inspiration on Instagram at Chelsbra or visiting my website for one-to-one -one mentoring at chelsbra.com. I love you and appreciate you so much and can't wait to connect again in the next episode. Until then, turn your magic on loves and keep evolving. <laughs>